Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. It's a hotbed of revolutionary activity. Revolution? Revolution? That's great. I'm completely on top of that. We speak of revolution. Revolution? This revolution is going to make us a fortune. Watch the buzz. Now, what are we all talking about, huh? <laughs> Say it. We speak of revolution. Revolution? Sons of liberty. Patriots speaking of revolution and freedom. Let's do this. Ready? One. He's never afraid to take on the establishment. Nice Two. The hotbed of revolutionary activity. He means business. This is not the weirdest feeling in the world right now. Oh, what's happening? Too big, too loud. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for your favorite show. Now, here's your host for Night Whispers, Reverend Victor Robert Farrell. Night Whispers. December 24, Christmas Eve, number 358, and your dream word is hope. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Last night, again, I watched director Richard Donner's 1988 film of Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. Again, I enjoyed it considerably. Last night I also, once again, attended a typical Christmas carol service. The theme of the short message began with asking the question, What do Christmas carols say to us? I found this to be both an interesting general question and a most penetrating personal question. As for me, after so many Christmases, I have to confess that Scrooge-like... I am mostly unmoved by Christmas carols. I can muster up just enough gusto to sing but one Christmas carol, and that, maybe, but once a year. After that, my yawning boredom closes both my heart and my mouth, and I long for deliverance. It seems the selfish cynicism of Bill Murray's character of Frank Cross, now there's an interesting character name, has nothing on me. There is, however, one Christmas carol that I would love to sing daily, but frankly... I'm rarely able to do so. The carol I am referring to is most interesting because the tune is in fact taken from a Roman Catholic requiem mass. Yes, the tune is taken from a 15th century French Franciscan nun's funeral procession, which in Latin is called the Liberame or Deliver Me. How appropriate for bored old me and how amusing that many hundreds of thousands of jolly carolers are completely unaware that they are in fact singing a funeral dirge. (laughs) Now that's hilarious. The word antiphone is made from combining two Greek words. The first anti meaning opposite and then phone meaning voice. Antiphone refers to two choirs singing the same musical piece but in alternation. Now this style of singing is found in the early church, even in Israel of old, and is most definitely a copy of the heavenly form of the angelic style of praise and worship. From the earliest centuries of the church, these antiphones have been sung on every Lord's Day evening, and what are known as the O antiphones have always been sung just during that seven or eight days prior to Christmas. Each of these O antiphones are titled by both one of the names of Jesus and one of his attributes. December 17, then, is O Sapientia, O Wisdom. December 18, December 18, O Adonai, or O Adonai. December 19, O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse. December 20, O Clavis David, O Key of David. December 21, 
O Oriens, or O Sunrise, December 22. O Rex Gentium, O King of the Nations, December 23. O Emmanuel. Now then, when taken backward, the first letters of these seven titles form a Latin acrostic of Erocras, which translates in English into Tomorrow I Will Come. In medieval times, an eighth antiphone was added, entitled O Virgo Virginum, or O Virgin of virgins, with the acrostic now becoming Vero Crass, or Truly Tomorrow I Will Come. Now, how awesomely wonderful is that? I'm telling you this tonight because the Christmas carol, which I would like to sing every day but I cannot, is the translation of a 12th century Christian Latin text, which is thought to be a metrical version of a collation of these self-same Advent antiphones. The opening words of each stanza of my favourite carol was originally translated as Draw Near. Today, though, we are more familiar with the translation which begins, O Come. I rarely make it through the end of this carol, because my heart fails within me. Yes, it fails me by producing fountains of shuddering tears as my spirit weeps in the deep and desperate longing for the fulfilment of this most marvellous of Christmas carols. The response of my spirit that the carol, O Come, O Come Emmanuel, produces within me is both a deep-set comfort and a yearning longing, for it tells me that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am in fact a child of this great and coming King, and that above all things my deepest being rightly yearns and looks for his sunrise to dawn upon my soul. Indeed, I tell you tonight that I long for that dawning. I long until I'm heart-sick with longing. So let me ask you the same question asked of me last night, dear friend. What do Christmas carols say to you? Pray with me, please. Deliver me, O Lord, from eternal death on that awful day when the heavens and earth shall be shaken and you shall come to judge the world by fire. I am seized with fear and trembling until the trial is at hand and the wrath to come when the heavens and earth shall be shaken. Amen. Taken from the English translation of the Liberame. Listen. Thank you for listening to Night Whispers, your daily inspiration from Pastor Victor Robert Farrell and the 66 Books Ministry. Please remember that these nightly inspirations are made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. So please make your donation today at www.give66.com. Thank you.